Welcome to the It's All Fine and Danji podcast, where hosts Dan and Angie talk with creatives, small business owners, charities, and all kinds of interesting people. It's all real talk. It's all fine and dangy. So we are actually in the studio of Miss Renat Halon Neal. You got it. I did it. Yes. yes. <laughs> we didn't practice that at all. For no, not at all. Not at all. That on was way, very good. On the way here, I'm like, I've got to ask her how to say the name because I don't want to butcher it. Sure. No, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for having us in your studio. It's absolutely beautiful. As it everybody is. can see in the video, if you're watching the video, some of your um, gorgeous uh, photographs are behind you displayed and I just love the ones on the metal that you you put on the metal so yeah me too yeah and um so you are described on your web- website as an award-winning craftsman certified photographer tell us what that means okay <laughs> <laughs> so um cert- first of all certified uh, means that um I, I got certified by the Professional Photographers of America, um, which is the biggest organization in the world, professional organization for professional photographers. Wow. They're called PPA. Um, and basically taking the certification exam and submitting uh, images for, for that purpose, uh, you get certified as a light master. So you know how to light basically mm-hmm. any situation, any, any specific scene, any specific type of light that you need for a photo shoot. Um, <clears throat> so I, I actually did the, my certification exam with them. I think it's maybe four years ago and I've been mm-hmm. a professional photographer 25 years. Uh, wow. and it's one of the hardest exams to pass. So I was sitting there and I was going, Oh my God, if I don't pass it, that's going to be so embarrassing. Like seriously, especially since you've been doing it for so long. Yes, I have got to pass it. But, and I will say it still was very difficult. I passed it. I'm certified, but, um, it was very, very difficult because it's all about lighting ratios. And that's one of the biggest things that people don't understand about photography. There's so much math. It's um, so fascinating to me. I dabble. I'm not, yeah. certainly not professional, but it's yeah, very fascinating. Yeah, I was going to ask, was it like a written test or was it both aspects? Absolutely. It was a written test and then I had to submit images that actually reflect the lighting that I wow. was doing. So so I am a master of light um, and basically um, that's, you know, that's... <laughs> That's, that's, that was a really difficult thing to do, and I'm yeah. very proud of that achievement. Uh, there's about 2,500 of us in the world because people do not pass the exam. Well, that's a very small so, percentage of people yes. that are, are photographers. <laughs> so so it is a big deal for me. And talk about, you know, why I asked to look at the light. I was just going to say, you know she was all about the lighting mm-hmm. because she's over here looking at the shot we're going to have, you know, that you're sitting there and, you know, we set up some different lighting. Can I so. say, I love that though, because just as someone who dabbles in it, just at the fringes of dabbling in it, it's already complex to me. Um, you know, I'm a very technical person, but, you know, I was telling you about the three-point lighting system. I was trying to learn for interviews for it, mm-hmm. if our studio was too dark and how you light the side and you have your back and you know the whole thing and like a colored accent light in the back and 
again, at the very fringes, because I can only imagine what it's like to really go through and pass that. Especially with the math that you said that's involved. And it's not just the photos, but it's how you can manipulate them in your computer after too, right? Um, Generally speaking, yes. Uh, My goal as a photographer is to always get it right in the camera. Yes. Um, The Photoshop aspect, and and I'm old, old school photographer. Sure. I studied film photography. Oh, nice. Um, And for me, I, I honestly honestly would have never became a photographer if I had any inclination that Photoshop was going to come out and I would be expected to spend half my time in front of the computer yes. because yeah. I thought I would photograph, drop it off, you know, um, and be done, for, and, be done yeah. and then get the prints, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I actually love that because it does shorten my, um, my work so much because I get it right in the camera. I need to do very little Photoshop. So well, that's, and that's why people come to you because you're getting it right the first time. So, but, but that, that is the goal. So, so that's the, um, the certified part. Yeah. Craftsman, uh, means again, it's through the professional photographers of America. Mm-hmm. And it means that, um, I, uh, I basically, I took a year off pretty much. I wasn't photographing very much and I traveled around the country and I taught my peers in local, um, local PPA chapters. So we all do that. Basically the people who are involved in the organization and want to help others, other photographers grow and become better. Um, so that's, that's, it's a craftsman degree basically. So I earned my craftsman degree through them. Uh, and I'm actually currently working on my master degree through them. And today is uh, print competition for the international print competition. I was just telling you when yeah. you walked in. Yeah, explain to everybody what that is. Because I obviously we're not in this world, so yeah. I've never heard of that. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, so international print competition, IPC, is like the Olympics of professional photographers. Um, and we basically, we can submit each person, each photographer can submit four images. That's it for the, uh, print competition. And it's being judged by the best photographers in the world. There's a panel of judges and basically your image can either merit or not. And they explain why, you know, they talk, talk it through. Um, so there's a ton of preparation for it. I mean, you're thinking four images, right? All right. ton of preparation just choosing the images we were chatting about that like how do you even go about that that's what i was going to ask so do you try to hit four different categories or to show the 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 sort of versatility versatility thank you yeah that's a great question um no because so many images are, are submitted it's different judging panels it's not the same people your name is not not attached to it so no one knows it's mm. anonymous um so it's basically which images do i think have the highest chance of um meriting so um yeah so last year i was able to merit 3 out of 4 that i submitted and this wow. year we'll see so far one merited uh, yeah. and one didn't so so i have to ask all year when you're taking photos are you thinking this might be a, a candidate for the no you do never. it at the end yeah no it's yeah i really do it at the end i guess i no i never think about it yeah. i really do not enjoy the whole concept of it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure, pressure. It's a ton of pressure. <laughs> it seems like stress, i just yeah. yeah i just want to do it because first of all it does elevate my craft i mean mm-hmm. it's the next level it's amazing it's like these tiny little tiny little aspects of the photograph that you're like oh, that's right yes yeah. i can make it better oh. you know 
So I'm curious. We ask most of our guests this, but I'm especially curious because of what you do. But how did you, did you get involved in photography to begin with? <laughs> um, so that's a funny story. Uh, so I was, so I'm from Israel. Right. Um, I grew up in Israel and then my dad uh, lived in Ohio my whole life. So mm-hmm. I was kind of back and forth. Uh, when I was 15 in Israel, I ended up on a TV show that's like a cult show today. It's like, um, think about Saved by the Bell or Glee, oh, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. shows that you grew up on. So so I, so I did that in Israel and it was great and I loved it. And I, I was a professional actress and a singer and a child star and the whole thing. Great. Oh, wow. And then um, that's what I wanted to keep doing. But my dad was like, no, 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 seriously, no, you need, you need a real job. So, uh, so I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? And I didn't really know anything else. I mean, that was my passion and... Um, and my dad's an engineer and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty good with that type of thing. And I said, well, let me, I'll be an engineer. All right, let me go study engineering. Yeah. So I did, I went to college to the, the Ohio State University and, um, first quarter it, at the time when I went, there were 60,000 students there. It was crazy wow. big and there are no engineering classes available and they said just take an elective you know what do you want to take just take mm. something i see where you're going <laughs> <laughs> and i said all right so i took french because i took it in high school you know and i took um uh, another class i don't remember what and then they had photography 101 and i said well my mom likes to photograph sure i'll try why it. not why not right so for that class, they had us buy an SLR, like a real camera. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as they put it in my hands, I knew that I just have to understand how you make art out of this thing. Mm-hmm. It's still, I still have it here. This is my first camera. Oh, you still right have there. it. That how is, cool is that? That, that is, is my really first cool. camera. You saved it. That's I great. Did. Yeah. yeah. So um, because it really was, it was a moment where it was like, what engineering, you know, who cares? Like, how how do you make art out of this thing? Yeah. Um, So I kind of fell into it. That is, well, it's funny though, because that was another like creative outlet. And so, I mean, you were just doing it. So my mom's interested, but once you kind of, you know, got a hold of it, you're like, okay, because you were doing a creative, you know, thing in the arts already. And that was your passion. I was, but I will say this, and this is, again, I go back to the fact that people don't realize that photography is creative, but it's also a ton of math. And yeah. I was just type, going to say, yeah. I, I feel like photography is almost a mix of creativity and science. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so it was blending being those two able, things. <laughs> yeah. So I was able to use both of my, of my abilities, you know, mm-hmm. the artistic part and the more engineering part of my brain, um, and, and bring them together and be able to, to photograph. So, and my biggest shock, I thought just like you, um, and actually I, I tell this when I teach classes, I tell the story of the first day that I walked into photography 101 class and I was late because it's the biggest campus in the world. And I couldn't, I had no idea where to go. 60,000 students. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, where do you go? And I was a good 20 minutes late to class. So I'm walking in and my professor, um, is our Dean Nelson. She's talking about apertures mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. What? You don't press the button and the picture comes out? <laughs> what? I mean, I was complete. I had no idea. None. Right. So yeah. Wow. So yeah. I, my limited understanding of that was driven by 
truthfully driven by the evolution of cameras and phones and how mm. advanced they've become because of the whole debate about everyone used to think megapixels, that's where it's at. And then yeah. you got to start thinking yeah. about the size of the lens, the aperture, all that stuff, where you could have a camera with less megapixels that takes better pictures than one with bigger megapixels. So just, again, on the fringes for me, but I know that term just from digging yeah. into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I've read on your website that you've done photography for like high-ranking government officials and celebrities. Can you tell us who some of those are or is that kind of... No, no. Yes, I can. First of all, I will say all of that was in Israel. Right. And yes. um, So there was um, a member of the Knesset, which is the Israeli... um, government how did you get like how did you how did you land that that gig so to speak? <laughs> yeah well that's a great story too because it just it was completely um random i mean it's just life it just yeah. life 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 let me um i was um i ended up i was here i had a, okay let me back up uh-huh i had a very successful wedding photography business in orlando it went very very well it was wonderful and then um, I was married at the time um, mm-hmm. to my first husband and um, found out that I had, I was 34 and I had something called early menopause. I always talk mm-hmm. about it because I think it's something really important for people yeah. to hear about because I had no idea something like that existed. Um, wow. Normally women get menopause at 50. It's yeah. normal. I got menopause at 34. Um, it scared you. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, first thing they, of course, can't have children, um, yeah. basically. Uh, but um, they told me that was the least of my problems. So basically, because mm. my body was aging ten years ahead of my chronological age. Oh, and, goodness! You know, I got to figure out what to do. Um, and long story short, that ended my first marriage, and I was basically so I had a very successful business. I had mm-hmm. a dog. I had a yellow lab named Sam, hundred pound yellow lab that Aww. went with me everywhere. And, um, and I had a condition called brain fog, which is actually mm-hmm. a really strong side effect yes. of, um, of early menopause. So try running a studio with, um, with brain that. fog. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy. And I ended up deciding to shut down my business here and wow. move close to mom. That right. Was, That's that what you do when you're sick. That's a hard yeah. decision to make too. Awfully mm-hmm. hard. Awfully yeah. hard. Cause I was doing great and I loved it here and mm-hmm. it was great. And here I am moving back to Israel where I have not been as an adult Okay. Really? Yeah. You know, I haven't worked there, certainly not as a photographer. You're not established there. Not at all. Uh, So I took Sam and my photography business and moved to Israel. I wanted to reconnect with the culture and see how it feels. Um, And there's a trip in Israel for women called Queen of the Desert, where basically women just go drive Jeeps in deserts somewhere Mm. around the world. So it's like a challenge trip. So I decided to join one. That one was in happening in Spain in the Pyrenees Mountains. Mm. Uh, and I went there. I really have not been around Israeli women at that point for years. And it was wonderful and it was great. It was a great adventure. That's a whole yeah. other story. Um, and uh, I ended up, there was a woman there that kept having a videographer video her and I'm like what's happening this isn't like what's happening right <laughs> yeah so and there was about probably 50 of us I or more I think uh and finally I asked I think on the third day I asked someone why why is there a videographer following this woman and they're like oh she's the minister of education in Israel and, oh, okay my goodness. 
I was like, she's all right. Great. I had no idea. And she's on this Every, trip too. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. So she came on the trip, you know, to help promote the concept of it. Cause it's mm-hmm. a very empowering trip. Anyway, we ended up connecting. I think it was on the last day we ended up connecting. Mm. There was a spiritual moment happening there on top of a mountain, right by a lake. And we we're all sitting there writing kind of journaling and her and I ended up sitting next to each other and and she said if you ever if you do decide to move to Israel find me because I'll help you I said great thank you 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 made a friend yes that's awesome so I did move and I called her (laughs) oh wow what are the chances of that working out like that yeah so and she certainly helped me quite a lot um and so that's how you kind of got introduced to the right people and got your photography business up and running and yeah and that that was the political side of it um Mm -hmm. in terms of famous actors and so forth i was a child star i have i know so many people that are still in the business and are just yeah i mean you know just use your connections yes just use my connections so the business was going, um, ended up going very well over there. Uh, and I did figure out how to take care of my health. So oh, good. that oh, was very important. That's the best part. That yeah. is awesome. And yeah, yeah that's, that might be, you know, a great topic for us to talk about on the show sometime if there's a nonprofit or something that, you know, deals with that because yeah. there's so many crazy stories surrounding menopause. And, and you don't and hear women, about that. No. Like, like I, if I was in that position, I I, you know, it's not like you saw a commercial or you heard a friend talk about it. It's one yeah. of those things where you would immediately think there's something terribly wrong with me. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of mental um, to deal with. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, obviously, you know, the loss of the ability to have children. children. Sure. I mean, that's yeah. shocking. Like overnight, it's like, uh-huh. yeah, no, yeah. you don't have any eggs, by the way. Because uh-huh. you're planning for that. Yeah. You're 34. Okay. You're young. Yeah. You're, sure. you know, you're, you have yeah. your career growing, going, but probably the next step is, oh, we're going to have kids someday. You know? So I do want to mm-hmm. say about that. I did, uh, I started a Facebook page that just, it's about that. It's about early menopause um, and bioidentical oh. hormones, which is, which uh, ended up what I that. did. Yes. Yeah. I was, nice. I was going to go into that, but we yes. could get real deep on that. Yeah. I was going to mention that. Yeah. But there is and all kinds of other information. So if anybody's yeah. still, it's just up there. What's you know, the name of that page? Facebook page? Just so that if we'll, we'll also put a link under this. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, you'll, you'll, yeah, Maybe I'll have to give it a we'll, we'll, we'll look it up and then find a link. Okay. I'm going into something <laughs> totally different. So I just want to say, if you want to start uh, your own photography business, more power to you, please do. Uh, mm-hmm. And what I would suggest is that, you know, start looking into joining PPA and at least educating yourself. Yep. But I want to ask that you do not start with weddings. Um, do not start photographing weddings because uh, weddings is a once in a lifetime event. It is, it happens and it happens. You, if you don't catch it, yeah, you it's can't gone. recreate it. It's gone. Yeah. So um, just, you know, just keep other people in mind and, and start doing portraits or, yeah. you know, or don't, don't do weddings. I, I love that you give that advice though, because you, that was, is that where you started or did you start, did you start with weddings? So I started with weddings after assisting two wedding photographers for four years. Okay. So, so you I were did, seeing what was going on. <laughs> no, I did every mistake that I made was okay. on their dime, on their time, and they covered me. Yeah. So, you know, it was okay. I was the second shooter. I was their assistant. It was all right. So by the time I started photographing and I did start with weddings, Mm -hmm. I had so much experience. I mean, at that point, I was a lead photographer for the other photographers that I was assisting. Do you feel like you said because it's a moment in time, but do you also feel like you can actually better perfect the craft when you're not shooting things like weddings? Is it it that or Mm -hmm. is it? 
I think for me, I'm just thinking at the pe- about the people because I because I, then I'm the I am the photographer that gets the phone calls after. Yeah. I had an awful wedding photographer. Can you do something? Can you save my images? Oh. Can you do this? Can you? No, I can't. I'm so sorry. I yeah. don't know what to do. I right. mean, I wish I could. Oh. So, um, so that's what I think about more. Yeah. Um, you know, and many people are talented. It's not It's not about talent, and now I'm going into a whole other, but it's about <laughs> running a business and understanding sure. yeah. a wedding day, and there's so much that more pers- to it. Oh, that perspective of it is yeah. more the mess. So yeah. much more to it. I actually, when I teach, I talk about um, wedding photography. I equal it to war zone photography oh, no. in a good way, not in a <laughs> yeah. bad way. I mean, oh, okay, it's not, okay. you know, God forbid, no one, you know, no one dies. Yeah, but, it's like getting that shot. But you've got to get that shot mm-hmm. and you better, you know, take cover when you need to. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, it's a very, it is, you better be on it's, your feet. I know. So, and yeah. know what you're doing. So you do something called luxury heirloom portraits. What in the world is that? <laughs> There's all these fancy terms that we're learning. This is amazing. It is. It is. is. So the whole point of having my studio is to give an experience, um, mostly to women, but to families as well. And of course, we serve men and we serve kids, um, but mostly we have women coming here. And I want to give the experience that I think everyone deserves. Mm. And I think everyone deserves a luxury experience uh, and obviously great, beautiful images as well. Sure. So, so yes, so that's what we do. And there's very specific things that we do around the actual photo shoot itself to help it become a luxury experience. Um, the first thing that, that we do is um, I... I, first of all, I have a, a long phone call with the, um, with the person that I'm going to photograph. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a whole family, then I talk to whoever is in charge of the photo shoot. Right. Um, and really understand who they are and what we're photographing and what it is. I mean, in order to create an heirloom piece mm-hmm. for them, I want it to be something that, that I would understand I, I need to understand who they are. I need to understand what they love. I need to understand what they value. Uh, so that's the first thing that I do. Then, um, so you can get like personality in the shot. Is that kind of? Well, it depends on the shot, but it depends on the people. Yeah. You know, some yeah. people want personality, and yes, we get it. Some people don't. They want to be some more people want to be yeah. yeah more more kind of stoic. You know, uh, in that's the picture. true. So it depends. So that's where I kind of understand who they are. Right. So and you probably get a lot of that from shooting weddings for so many years because there's you know very specific questions that you're asking a bride or a groom or the family what pictures they want so you're kind of bringing the experience from that into these portraits that you're doing in your studio well yeah it definitely helped no doubt i mean wedding photography experience is Mm -hmm. hands down one of the best experiences in the world (laughs) trial by fire (laughs) yes it is trial by fire wow Um, but this is really the next level of it Mm -hmm. um what I do with my clients then is um, I go in for a design and styling consultation. So, oh, wow. So I go into their home. I want to see their style. I want to see who they are. I want to see how they decorate. I want to see what their home looks like, where they wow. live. And then I help them choose what to wear. So there's no issues. There's no, it's one of the, it's one of the things that 
people stress about the most. Mm -hmm. What am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? And everybody tries to be so monochromatic all the time. So you really need some advice on that. Cause it's like, let's all wear plaid shirts. You know what I mean? And you're probably coming in going, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it depends on the family again. And the personality, I guess. And the personality. But, but I do, I, I relieve them from the stress of, yeah. of the getting ready for the photo shoot. We also have a stylist we work with. So if they want to go shopping, I'm happy to connect them. There's no additional fee. It's all part of the package to go wow. shopping. Well, this is a luxury experience. And you yes. have a makeup artist as well, don't you? That's on the day of the photo shoot. So wow. yeah, on the day of the photo shoot, we have a makeup artist here who does um, the makeup, who um, fin- does puts finishing touches on the hair. Uh, we have catered food served. I was going to say, I saw like, you know, a char- charcuterie platter That's in one right. of the pictures. Like you're nice. very, this is like a very pampered experience. It really and is. I think that's amazing. Because it comes through, I bet, in the photos though, where you're relaxed and you're in your element and you're, because I think you can kind of tell when someone's feeling insecure in a photo, it probably comes through in their face, right? Oh my God, all the time. Yeah. The, the funny thing is I have clients who are, you know, after the experience mm-hmm. and they got their images and they love them and the whole thing. And I've had clients over and over apologize to me for, you know, being so stressed and being so just crazy frozen in front of the camera. And they're just, they keep saying, how were you able to get, to get it out of me? You know, I must've been the worst client you ever had. And, and I always say to all of them, no, you're not. It reminds me to the worst one. It reminds me. So my, one of my favorite funny, like, um, sitcoms is, um, friends. Oh, I love that. And you know, the episode of Chandler where he cannot, He's got this he weird... this thing at the last second. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's one of the funniest things. Actually, when I speak, when I do speaking engagements, I show that clip because oh, I just... Perfect. It is that the funniest is thing. I think a lot of people have photography anxiety. Look at all the, like, um, especially when you can't prepare, you can't be the luxury, you get that sort of luxury treatment. Think Listen, of our, our driver's license photos. Oh, that's awful. Because everyone's in panic mode. No, but it's true. But most everybody does. I do. Yeah. I don't like being in front of camera. It's not a comfortable place to be. Yeah. So you really need someone on the other side of the camera who knows how to get you comfortable and relaxed yeah. and calm yeah. and happy. So your personality will shine and you will get the pictures yeah. that you want. Um, that. Something else, by the way, that, that my clients get from me before the photo shoot, um, I wrote a blog post, a blog post and I send it as an email um, about how to prepare emotionally for your portrait session. Wow. Because I used to get, you know, just, just like we talked about, that you, you learn, right? From anything that yeah. happens, you learn. I used to let every, before every portrait session, the day before, I would have a client, the client call me and I would need to talk him off the ledge because it's very stressful. Oh. It's yeah. very stressful. Yeah. And I finally said, okay, no. Um, so I started sending this blog. It, it usually sent, it sent um, a week before the session because that's when the emotions really build up. Sure. And I have clients walking in here going, thank you. I seriously, I was feeling the anxiety and your email came. Thank you. That is amazing. Oh, see, that's something you wouldn't think about unless you've been in the business. Yeah. So you've so you say you wrote the blog post. You're an author too. I am. Yeah. You're actually sitting right next to my book over there. Is this the what's wrong with my camera? That's it. Yes. This is amazing. Yeah. Go ahead. Pull it out. Taking better photographs with any camera. I might have to take a copy of this for sure. (laughs) Oh, this is great. It's uh, so. What happened? The story behind this book was I um I was. Teaching 
at uh, Rowling's Continuing Education Program. Mm -hmm. So I taught there for three, four years until the program shut down. And I taught basic photography. My first question every time I had a new class, I would say, why are you here? And so many of my students would say, well, there's something wrong with my camera. I'm not sure what's the problem. (laughs) I was like... Okay. Probably, probably not the camera. Can I tell you in IT, we call that PEB cake, which stands for problem exists between chair and keyboard. There you go. <laughs> so actually, if you read the last page of uh-huh. the book, yeah. I, I tell them what's wrong with their camera. I, I, uh, I well, literally... Don't tell me because okay. I want to buy a copy Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Yeah, we got to add this to our... Um, we love supporting local authors as well because I, But Dan's I will literally an read that one for and, sure. Yeah, he will. Well, it, I got to say it's very good. I mean, yeah. it's written by my favorite author. No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I That's like that. that quote I read earlier that said, this is the most popular podcast on this page. And it was their podcast page. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love that. So actually, I saw some of your artworks, uh, one of your photo- um, photos, photographs at the artisan loft so that's how we kind of get in, got introduced through betsy owens and um it was beautiful it was on the the metal and it was more of a landscape picture so when I, in your studio i'm seeing a lot of portraits but you also do landscape art as well correct so yes so um you know photographing 25 years <laughs> It's, um, and honestly, I love photographing many, many different genres because I learn from Mm -hmm. each thing and it's, it's very different. Um, I've, I've done landscapes for many, many years. Uh, actually when I uh, lived in Israel for five years, one of the biggest gigs I got was I was a in-house photographer for the Israeli trade center, which is in Tel Aviv and they had their Mm -hmm. own in-house magazine. Uh, and I basically had to photograph for that magazine. I had to photograph the cover. Um, and every time it had to be the towers and it had to be a different angle. Um, and on, oh, you, you can't see it in the camera, but that, that's one actually that, oh, cool. um, no, that shot is in your book, isn't it? Yeah, I think I it is. I thought I saw that one. Yeah, oh. I think it is. So, um, so I've done, you know, I've always, I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel it develops me as a photographer to photograph many different genres. And yeah. I mm-hmm. always love some sort of a challenge in terms of photography or so. Yeah. yeah. So I do landscapes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That is my personal favorite to, to shoot and to look at is uh, scenery or nature or it's landscapes. very therapeutic, or, right? When you are actually in that element and, you know, trying to get that perfect shot. Well, yeah, I will say on that. So one of the things I talk about in the book is when not to photograph. Uh, okay. And I feel that um, photography, ever since it becomes so available on the phones, it's people stopped experiencing things because they're photographing them all the time. We talk about we this. We do talk about that. Which <laughs> I is tell why, them, be in the moment, be what, in the can moment Can I tell you, right just now. this is related, but I told her for my birthday and what I want this year, there's a little tiny camera they make now that's high resolution <laughs> that you just, you clip it on, it's got like on your shirt and then you just... You go on your adventure without looking in the screen. Mm-hmm. And it was literally because of that, because we'll go, I'll go, oh, let me get a video of this. Let me do. And you're constantly looking in the, and not, you know, we go home and look at the video and I'm like, it's really cool. I'm pretty sure I looked through the screen the whole time we were at that waterfall, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. So have you seen the movie, The Secret Life of Walter Matty? I think it, that's what it is. The, yes. The Secret Life of Walter Matty. Who's with the star? Ben Stiller. Yes. And um, Sean Penn is in it. Yes, we have where he is. Um, 
he's like an imagine he's imagining that he's jumping out of a helicopter. He works for Life magazine. Yeah. In the basement. Oh yes, yes. I have seen and that. And Sean Penn is trying to get there the picture. There is a scene yeah. at the end where he finally finds the photographer. He keeps looking for Sean yeah, Penn. I he's remember. like all over, right? In the adventures. He finally finds him. He's up in a mountain somewhere with a camera, isn't the he? The snow leopard. He's trying to get with the snow leopard, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's sitting down, cameras on a tripod. Sean Penn is sitting down, cameras on a tripod, and he's just watching the snow leopard. With his own eyes, own right? Own eyes. Yeah. Ben Stiller's like, You're not taking a picture? I mean, come on, this is what we're here for. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, He said, No, sometimes there are moments I just want to watch. It's that, I mean, it's the epitome of that. I was on the beach one day, yeah. taking a walk. Beautiful sunset. Great day. Loving it. I'm totally in the moment, immersing in it. And I'm looking, I'm walking towards a row of people. Everyone phones. with their phones on the sunset. Yeah. The only one not, not photographing at that moment, the professional photographer. Yeah. I mean, so there is something I think very, very important mm. about yeah. um, what happened with photography and how it, it kind of took over our lives in a yeah. way and it mm-hmm. cheapens it too because it's, I mean, seriously, if you're going to have this camera, are you going to look at all these pictures? What are you going to do with them? Well, so I am, I'm not a good example because I'm a, that is like my hobby. I, I will sit in there at my computer and tinker with video files for hours at okay. a time. But your point is still valid. And that's why I want that little camera because you just set it and forget it. It doesn't even have a screen on it. So there's nothing to look at. So you can go back and enjoy the photos that you later, capture. But, but you're but living you your life when you're recording. You and can't. There's no use in even looking. There's no. There's no screen. Yes. It's like so, you just click that's it on. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, in my book, I talk about uh, just understanding how to get the best shot, so you don't need to keep photographing. I mean, I'm hearing people going, "Oh, I'm just going to keep taking a picture, and Until one of them is the going to work." One. Yeah. You know, and I'm like. Once you just learn how to take a good picture, right? Yeah. And then you just, just do one, one and, and you're done. Then move I mean. on. Oh, what a great point! <laughs> right? Then you can be immersed the rest of the time. Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. Well, Angie said, you know, taking some of that the landscaping and the you know the um, what I would call I always say uh, nature because I do a lot of that out here in the woods or whatever. And she was talking about it being therapeutic. You do something called therapeutic photography, don't you? What is that? I do. I do. So um, therapeutic photography is a way of taking, there are two ways to do it. Either a way of taking photographs from your life and using it in life coaching aspect. Um, I'm a life mm. coach as well. Yes, I read that. So um, we take photographs from whatever point it is in the life that we want to understand and, and maybe work on a little bit mm. and, um, and use them basically. In, in, in the session, in, in a, it's, it's more of a, it's a life, um, coaching session is okay. less of a photography session. Is it to um, like recall memories? Yes, to... that's what I thought. All kinds of things happen. Okay. All kinds of things happen. I mean, um, wow. yeah, yeah. All, it can recall memories. It can help you understand things that weren't clear before. And all of a sudden you're looking at it going, wait a minute. Just a great tool. Uh, photographs can I be a great tool. Because it triggers a moment in your life you can focus on better. Yes. The other thing that we do um, is therapeutic photography in the studio. So that's mm-hmm. mostly I uh, the, the way I was able to do it is help people who were dealing with um, 
self-image issues and body image issues mm. um, that being able to come to the studio and be photographed. And these are people, I mean, we talked about not liking to be in front of the camera. This is a complete extreme of, you know, I hate me type oh. of thing. Oh, no. and, and being able through photography to show someone that they are beautiful. Because I, I keep saying everyone is beautiful and it is the truth. I'm sure. not just saying that. Yes. Everybody is beautiful. There's a moment where it's like you look at someone, look at that. Wow. Yeah. You know. That person's beautiful. And usually when they're comfortable or happy or something mm-hmm. and it reflects in their eyes. So being able to, um, to, to bring a person to that point in the studio and then show them a picture and go, really? That's not beautiful? Seriously. Wow. Or they shine through, I would imagine. That's that, great. That's, a, that's amazing. So you must have a way of making people feel very comfortable as being the photographer behind the camera because people that are scared don't have self-love for the, you know, it could be probably women that, you know, have mastectomy scars or um, lots of stretch marks from childbirth or, you know, or, or whatever. Like, or, just, or even traumatic childhood yeah. or something. Yeah. It, yeah. And so you must have something about you that just makes them comfortable enough to kind of let that go. We're getting the vibe like that. From, I since think we we're getting here, the though. vibe. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That, it's that's pretty amazing. Vibe. Wow. Yeah. Um, now, are those photographs ever shared with anybody? Like, are they comfortable enough to share them with anybody? Or is it, it's for self? It's for them. Yeah. That's it's amazing. for them. It's That's... only for them. We do it for them. And, you know, if they want to share it with someone, it's their choice. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't go there. It's a yeah. very specific sh- session. It's for them. Very usually, personal. We, yeah. Usually we do the session, which is a whole, has a whole therapeutic feel to itself. The session yeah. itself, just yeah. being able to do do this and open up mm. in front of the camera and feel good enough you know i've had people dancing here you know at the end um and wow. then coming back to look at the pictures and i always do it with them i never yeah. let them do it by themselves so because lots of tears yeah. lots of tears i mean it's something. and a lot of times if they're looking at it themselves they're pointing out negative aspects probably with you sitting there you can look Diamond. at the lighting on that. Look at how, you know, you're, you're yeah, I don't, I doing don't that really... life coaching basically yes. in that moment. Yeah. Oh, that is amazing. But it's just usually the pictures speak for themselves wow. at that point. Well, I've no never heard of that. that. I haven't that either. That is really amazing. You're like a public speaker as well? Yes. <laughs> so you're a public speaker, an um, author, not, a life coach, a photographer. Is there anything you don't do? Yes. Like, really? Many, many, many things <laughs> wow. that I don't do. It just happens to be these things that I that well, I do. Let's talk about one more thing you do. You do an online photo school? I do. I have an online photography school. Um, it's available. First of all, there's a free class on there I think everyone should take. because I'll be doing that. <laughs> it's a free smartphone photography class. It's going to help anyone who uses their smartphone, which is pretty much all of us at this point, yeah. um, taking better pictures. Yeah. So um, that is the the first the first thing. And that's free. I just, I really want to help people. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I would I imagine see- too, when you see so many bad photos, you're like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. I just, just if you just did this one thing, you could just, <laughs> right. just just one little thing. Well, plus again, it's just it becomes that's all you do. Like that's mm-hmm. all you do. You, you take pictures all the time instead of like being in the yeah. in the moment. So well, back yeah. to your point of taking one photo, we all do that. And I I recently went through the. I was telling you I have like fifty thousand photos. 
I went through the process of cleaning them and you realize you have 10 that are pretty much the same. There you go. So now you're, everyone's buying software that sort of deletes them. And then you're like, is it getting, deleting the wrong ones? That's right. So <laughs> I would find huge value in being able to take the right shot yes. and move on with my day. I Good tell luck. my students, um, when I teach and, and we do, um, there's the, um, the actual uh, workshop where we sit down and, you know, and learn, but then we do a photo walk. So they practice what it is. And when we practice, one of the things I say is, okay, you'll remember film. You remember film photography? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you remember which film you used back in the day? 35, 35, 35 millimeter. Of what, like, um, you know, Kodak okay. or Fuji. Do you remember? Probably mine was the cheapest. So. <laughs> Whatever was the cheapest. <laughs> Whatever was on sale. Let yeah. me ask you this. How many images did the roll of film have? Right. 24. 24. The biggest oh. one, how many did the biggest roll of film have? 48, maybe? No, 36. 36, okay. okay. So, so, so I'm going to be kind, is what I tell them. I'm going to be kind, and for the next three hours, you have the big roll of film. You have 36. 36 images, that's it. You cannot yes. take anything else. Think of every image. Think before you click. I love wow. that. I so, remember, this is getting... Because, you know, you used to get the hand of somebody yes, when you'd be in a... This is going to date me a bit, but I remember... You're a teenager trying to get the best picture, and you got somebody's hand. It's like, <laughs> seriously. My mom used to, like, ship them away because it was cheaper. So, remember, they would put the, the film in the envelope yes. and mail it, and then you'd wait for... You know, two months, you'd get the photos back, and then you're looking through the photos, and you're like, oh, man. Uh, yeah. Like you said, hand in the face, yes. and the eyes were closed, or it's blurry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it looks like a ghost. Yes. You know, sometimes you'll look at, like, some of those stuff we're looking at in here, and you're like, wow, I think I'm pretty decent at photography, and then I can't figure out how you got such good shots. And that's knowing the science and, mm-hmm. you know, polishing your creative craft. Yeah. All these magazines you have hanging up in there, do you have in here, do you have... Photos in them? Yeah, either the cover is mine or uh, inside. So, but my favorite, the favorite story is the one that I shot in the basement of the Kremlin, which is uh, in Moscow, which is a great, great, great story. That's this one. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here she is. Um, So this one, I ended up in Moscow, which is a long story why it was a personal reason. Yeah. And um, I ended up meeting this woman who owns this woman who owns a hair salon in Moscow, but but think I mean she has her own magazine. Like this mm-hmm. her name is Dolores and that's what it says here, Dolores. Oh, okay. I mean she has, okay. it's like Oprah. She has and, her own magazine. Okay. Oh cool. So um, and I can't speak Russian and, um, you know, she can't speak English very well. So I learned a little bit of Russian. I was there for a couple of years mm. and, uh, she learned some English and we just loved each other. It was just a connection. Was it energy between you two? Yeah, yeah. I just, I love that woman. She was amazing, amazing businesswoman, just a great person. And she had a show, a hair show, um, once a year. And that one, while I was there, happened to be in the Kremlin. She rented the Kremlin. So she said, well, I want you to photograph for me. And I said, well, okay. So here I am, uh, and I am basically driven into the Kremlin mm-hmm. with, a, with a... Wow. In a truck. They were all, you know, there was a gala happening like yeah. in the Kremlin, but I was driven in through the back gates because I was going under the Kremlin in the basement to set up a studio and photograph the models before they yeah. went on stage. 
So yeah, it was one of those moments where it's like, you know, we're getting through the guard and everybody speaks Russian. I'm the only one and I'm looking at my ID and I'm like, hopefully I'll make it out of here alive. Like, I'd, okay. So, wow. and I have the guards helping me carry my equipment because it's a whole studio I'm sitting yeah. in. Yeah. And anyway, they put me down in the basement over there. I set up my, my studio uh, and then um, I walked around just... Uh, just kind of um, looking around to see, mm-hmm. you know, what's there. And I ended up finding the um, everybody getting ready. So even though they didn't hire me to do that, I took pictures getting sure. ready yeah. behind the scenes. And then I had no idea when they were coming or what's going to happen. It was just, I was ready. And all of a sudden the first model came and she just, I literally had her, she kind of Posed one side, posed the other side, and took off to go on stage. And I was like, okay. It's very fast-paced. It you, shows And like that's that. what yeah. I'm saying. It's like you really have to know what you're doing. So this is this is my work. That's from that wow. photo shoot. Nice. Um, and uh, what they have on their head is hair. It's, my, it's not their hair, but it yeah. is hair. It's like a hair piece, yes. but it's art. Yeah, it's art. So yeah. that's what they do, and that's what we needed to uh, to photograph. So we did here. Wow. So there's it's a whole six page <gasps> spread, but there's wow. a lot more. That is really cool. So that was yeah, that was a great moment in time um, no to uh, to photograph in the basement of the Kremlin. Wow. Um, but neat. that is really neat. But yeah, this I did magazine work for about five years. So yeah, um, yeah it's all. So did I you did. like when you do um, a photo? shoot for a magazine is it usually them reaching out to you are you applying for the that position like how does that work with so it's usually yeah um i'm trying to think how to answer that because yeah here it comes florida because it really let me hang this back up sure Mm -hmm. I like how you have them hung and then you probably have the hanger in the spot where like one of the photos is so that you can go do it quickly normally yes (laughs) if i'm smart and i remember to do that yes um, magazine work is, is something that, um, yes, you do, you do need to get connected with the mm-hmm. right person. I did. The, so my first magazine work was actually when I was photographing weddings here mm-hmm. uh, in Florida. And there's a magazine here that was for brides and they just heard oh. about me and they liked my work and they reached out and said, Hey, you know, can you come photograph for us? Um, but then when I moved to Israel and I got connected with the, um, with the minister of education that mm-hmm. I was telling you about, yeah. um, she ended up connecting me with the chief editor of one of the biggest magazines and he agreed to meet with me. And let me tell you, he was not happy. He said, you know, she's, you're here cause she told me, you know, she asked me oh, to meet cool. with you. Wow. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you a chance, but that's, that's what you're getting. Cause as you can imagine, so many other people are waiting oh, yeah. on this job. Um, so, but I did a great, a great job and he was very happy and I ended up, you know, yeah. getting more work. So wow. amazing. If you get your foot in the door, but, but then you better do good. Better prove yeah. Yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, well getting your foot in the door means that you have already kind of mastered your craft and, you know, Yes. Continue yes, your you education and, and people see that. So that's why you are getting your foot in the doors because of the, the jobs you've already done. Well, yeah. it's, yeah, it's that. It's the fact that um, photography is, if, if you want to make a living in it, mm-hmm. it's a business first and foremost. Yes. Um, 
the best advice I have for people, it's raining. I yeah. love Florida. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. The best advice I have, I have people reaching out to me saying, well, how can I, you know, succeed as a photographer? Um, and I say, well, go get a business degree. I mean. That's the yeah, star. That's, yeah. yeah. Running a business. Running a business. It's been so nice chatting with you. I do have to ask one more thing because I'm such a nut for Disney. You worked with Disney Imagineering at some point? I was their in-house photographer. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Yes. This is a whole, like, you that's can talk to her for yeah, three hours about that. I talk to you for that. hours about yeah. that. Wow. That's yeah, very he, cool. He um, is, we were supposed to go to Disneyland this year for his 50th, but because all of the travel stuff, we'll, we'll probably next wait. Year. But next year. Next year. Sure. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. you're going to talk to her off yeah, camera about that because I'm sure you have five million questions. Absolutely do. Thank you so much for having us yes. in your studio here. If someone's interested in being um, photographed by you, where can they find you? Oh, well, uh, my website, first mm -hmm. of all. And we'll put a link for sure. Yes. Uh, and then uh, social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on um, Instagram. The best way is to call me. <laughs> Excellent. We'll Give put all of your contact info in the show yeah. notes if you're listening or watching. As usual, scroll down and click the link. One one other thing that I think um, another misconception with professional photography. So we are sitting here right now. What's the date? Today is uh, September 12th. The 12th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I currently have until the end of the year. I have seven weekend spots open. Seven. That's it. That's it. I saw that on your your website. Yes. Like, that's so, all she has, guys. Plan ahead. <laughs> so you've got to plan ahead. It's like yeah. you know, I get these calls in December. Last minute. Yeah. I know my Christmas pictures done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like well, you, mean, you mean for next Look, year, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like Christmas pictures are done in July. Like, yes. That, you know, or booked yes. in July of the previous year. Yeah. That's how you do it. Pretty yeah. much. And the other thing I wanted to say, because we talked about the online school, um, yes. besides the free class, the class that's based on the book, um, What's Wrong With My Camera, yeah. that I taught at Rollins, I went ahead and um, just put it online. So the whole class is available online now. It's amazing. It oh, comes wow. with the book. So it's, uh, it's a oh, great class. Cool. Great, great basic photography well, class. Well, I'm going to pick up a copy of the book while we're here from you for sure. Great. So this has yeah. been great and oh my very gosh. educational. And I wish you, we wish you Such much an amazing continue. story that you have. We look forward to reading your bio in the future, your autobiography in the my future. My autobiography, yes. Yeah. Yes. I wish you much <laughs> success in the future. I think, you know, you you don't even need the <laughs> well wishes at this point. You've got it out. Always. We always need you well did. wishes. Thank yeah. you so much. I yes, appreciate thank you. you. This has been great. Guys. All right, guys. Um, stay tuned. So we met Renette actually today. It's a Sunday. Um, and Dan did is doing the editing of the podcast. Yeah, we're back in the studio yeah. now, yeah. So we're recording the end of this because we had to share this. While we were doing the interview, um, she had brought up how she had four of her photos entered into this, the Olympics for photographers, as she called yeah, it. Yeah, yes. And um, they get, like, merits, right? Different uh, people judge them, and they pick certain ones. Yeah, and, yeah. The same, the, yeah, yeah, you guys just heard it. But, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the contest again. And... She had two of her four photos picked. So how amazing that is, is that? That is so awesome. Yeah. And these, aren't these photographs just amazing? If you're looking at the YouTube video, guys, Check these are out. beautiful. Yeah, she is amazingly talented. Very much and so. And just, we had so much fun talking to her. She was so cool. Such a friendly and warm vibe. 
And a and, great story. And a great story. And just one of these people that is just knocking it out of the park in every direction. Yes, and she she's is. motivated. And I just, it, an inspiration. It was really great to talk to her. So big congrats to her. Yes, congrats. And, it, and, and as we forgot to say at the end of the show with her, at the end of each and every day, it's, it's all, all fine and dandy. dandy.